0: It's never the underdog.
1: What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Got a special guest with us tonight. We're happy to have our friend of the podcast, fellow Duke fan, JJ Jackson. Y'all are probably familiar with him. He's over there doing the Locked On, so coming at you three times a week, plenty of content, lots of great discussion going on. Um, Very favorable. He's had us on a few times, so wanted to get him in um most of y'all by now are aware duke completes the season sweep of carolina um, very similar sixty-two fifty-seven. if you remember the first matchup sixty-three fifty-seven. so we'll talk about that acc awards just came out we'll jump into that um then kind of do a little bit of a global talk and then we'll get out of here so without further ado jj welcome um probably no introduction needed but tell the people a little bit about you and where they can find you
2: Absolutely. yeah. I appreciate it. The invite coming on this podcast. You guys have uh, been a great guest of mine over the years with Locked On Blue Devils. And so, uh, as you mentioned, during the off season, we're three times a week, but currently right now in season, grinding five times a week, uh, putting a show out there available wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. A part of a really awesome network. We've got big NCAA tournament coverage coming up like you guys do as well. And Um, As a state of North Carolina native myself growing up in a household, I can relate to everyone else in this state that you got to pick one side of the rivalry. And fortunately for me, I didn't make a choice. If I did have to make a choice, I feel like. Uh, I would have chosen Duke anyway, but my parents made it pretty clear right out of the gates what household and what mm-hmm. what fan base we'd be a part of. So uh, now to have the opportunity to talk about Duke basketball and to have community with mm-hmm. people that, you know, like we haven't really met in person before, fellas, but you guys are always people I want to reach out to anytime Duke news happens and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, no, fired up to be here and fired up to talk about a Duke basketball team that's playing its best ball of the year right now.
1: Yeah, just won six in a row. Hopefully that continues to track. Um, well, let's jump right in. So JJ, we complete the season sweep um, again, holding Carolina under 60 points. Just kind of your your overall, what does it mean to to get this sweep for Shire in his first year? Obviously, we know the history of what happened last year. Um, and if you had to pick one player to kind of highlight from that game, who you shouting out?
2: To answer the second part first, Know Dustin and I were talking a little bit over the weekend about Mark Mitchell uh, getting up there in the double figure scoring efforts again. And Duke now 13 and 1, 14 and 1, something like that, whenever he can get up in double figures. Um, so, really thrilled with what he was able to do in that basketball game. Jeremy Roach being a closer down the stretch and making plays, making the big drive to end it at the end there. And how about John Shire? I mean, we think about uh-huh. some of those epic. 2010 games his senior season against unc the man just doesn't like carolina as much as the rest of us uh, to go unbeaten <laughs> against the heels in his first year that's pretty sweet
1: yeah uh, and he tried to ba- kind of backed off the question a little bit in his presser obviously he's going to be kind of <laughs> respectable and upfront, um but i think it did kind of mean a little little bit extra you know kind of a little We'll make up for the for the mentor um <clears throat> just always good to get that to, to yep. start it that way it's for me too because i think last year there was it was retired k but there were undertones that maybe they thought they retired our program of saying you know k was duke without that you're done um just a nice statement for john hopefully that is the the nail that sends them to the nit and gives us a little bit of an extra lift there um well Also, ACC Awards just kind of came out. And before we jump into that, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Flip Filipowski, Rookie of the Year. Talk to me a little bit about him in that final game of the season. I mean, shaky start, right? Had some turnovers some really questionable passes. Flips it around. Another big-time double-double. Had the big-time dunk in traffic. The final two points of the game. What does it mean for Filipowski to go against that front line of Baycott and Nance and come out on top?
2: Yeah, it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do all season long, being the leading scorer for this team night in, night out. And to win ACC Rookie of the Year, I don't know that there was any other uh, obvious selection that you could have made there. If there were, then you're really making strong cases for some of his teammates on this year's Duke squad that put together big freshman campaigns. I don't know what it is about Flip over these last few weeks, boys, but there have been some just big-time, like big-boy dunks that mm-hmm. we've seen out of Filipowski in the post that when you look at his frame, when you look at you know the three-point shooting earlier in the year, I would anticipate those type moves underneath the basket, especially with a guy like Baycott there in the middle for North Carolina. But yeah, that was pretty awesome to see. And uh, his play was was really key. Shooting-wise, yeah. not the most efficient over the last few weeks, but he still is getting the job done.
1: Yeah, he has a knack to kind of take some questionable shots, but it 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 reminds me of Bagley a Bagley. lot in this yes. idea that of rebound. the the initial shot is not really what he cares about. He's yep. chasing it. He knows where it's going to come off, how it's going to fall, and just goes up. And you mentioned kind of those big boy rebounds. Um, really, you know. It, Could the entire game and maybe even the six game winning streak come down to just that toughness factor? I mean, Mark Mitchell had some grown man rebounds, lively playing with four fouls, just able to contest, had the biggest rebound in the game, I thought. And real, me and Shu talked about it, but I want to ask you to, I didn't see it getting mentioned as much, but what a heads up play for Derek to get that rebound and to kick it out to Filipowski, knowing we're still in the one and one. So if we miss that front end, they get another chance to tie instead he just kicks it right up because he could have just grabbed the rebound gotten fouled go to the free throw line that's what we see um i don't know if it was intentional enough or not but it seemed i mean just a huge play i mean i um, think he
0: knows he shoots 63 percent, right and one's gonna kick it out (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um glad he did just another our front line to those three freshmen lively mitchell um, and Filipowski to go against Baycott, ACC preseason player of the year. Pete Nance, a big-time transfer coming in. Um, I think it just speaks a lot to those guys, too, just in terms of tough, toughness and physicality.
2: Yeah, and what a game. And and when it was for those guys, clearly it meant a whole lot. Shu, I know that you were just as fired up as I was at the very end, that all of a sudden these freshmen, their first year in the rivalry, I am so grateful that we had camera shots Of them waving farewell to everyone in the Smith Center. Already, (laughs) they know how to act after you win a game in that building. I was like, "Come on, guys! Look at these freshmen waving goodbye."
3: Yeah, you think of Quinn popping his jersey, you know, after Austin. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, they were just freshmen then, you know, and uh, that's a big win for those guys to come in. Like, like Josh and I talked about in our kind of quick little recap. The place was rowdy, um, and, and, and they needed that game more than anything. And you know they wanted that, that Baycott. That's his, uh, you know, this is his fourth year, so senior night game. Although you know he has the uh, option to come back next year, whether or not he does that, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see at a later time. But um, you know, like Josh said, three freshmen. You're going against that's Carolina's oldest starting lineup of all time, uh, mm. my age. I mean, you think about Leaky Black's a fifth year guy. That's true. Nance is a fifth year guy. Baycott's a senior. Then you got two true juniors starting uh, you know the guard spots it's, um <laughs> you know to come in there with a lot of 18 year olds that's that says a lot
1: yeah yeah and you mentioned mark too and i want to just highlight that he's been this kind of like very staunch doesn't very get kind of doesn't ride waves very kind of consistent um you know might get a little hype on his dogs but dude can hit a corner three and you just it's the same face as if he, you know whatever to see him kind of really break the smile, like when Philipowski makes it to start waving to get that emotion. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that easy. was pretty cool. They call him easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's kind of transition talk a little bit about the ACC awards that just came out. Um, Kyle Philipowski, we talked about that rookie of the year, second team, all ACC and all freshman team. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the all freshman team because we got several guys on there shoot do you have that list up in front of yes, us I yes. we got flip proctor lively and who are the other two non-dude guys on there and
3: you had judah mints from
1: syracuse and
3: jj starling of Notre Dame.
1: okay so jj starling judah mints filipowski proctor lively jj you hearing that does that kind of track with you you got any complaints obviously our guy mitchell's not on there uh what do you think
2: yeah no i think Mark Mitchell obviously has the best case to be on the list of those guys right there. Um, if if anything, maybe a little surprised that it was Lively and not Mark Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, given that Lively missed so many games at the start. You know, it really took him a while to get going. I mean, it's going to be wild to look back, uh, you know, years from now. At just the stats, because I think that's a quick way for everyone to remember players' productions as we get further and further away. And I don't know that you're, I mean, looking at them, you're not going to be overly impressed with some of the stats that Derek Lively put together this season for Duke. But it's so much more than that. So, yeah, if there was anything, it might be, you know, a Duke guy against his teammate and and Mark Mitchell kind of not being there amongst the five. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I would like to see Mark get on at least one team, maybe the all-defense team or the all-freshman team, one of the two. I understand why it didn't happen, like it's a little weird to have four guys from the same team and then you're just <laughs> kind of splitting hairs between Proctor, Lively, Mitchell. I think they all had cases, but it just it it feels a little bit unfair and it's kind of characteristic of his year. He's kind of just flown under the radar in general. Sure, do you yeah, agree?
3: Yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, You know, he doesn't get a lot of blocks or a lot of steals. So his defense, you know, unless you're a coach and you understand or somebody that really watches and understand what he does, you know, as a defender um, from multiple positions, uh, he's a really great, like, help defender too. How many times did you see him, like, you know, kind of dig in on somebody making a drive when he's, you know, playing off the ball? Um, So, you know, just aware on that end just really well. But, you know, his, his lack of aggression, I think, um offensively a lot of times you know lately he started coming on where he was starting to put pressure on defenses but um you know there was a stretch of games where he just kind of what hit two points one point you know not yeah. doing a whole lot and we talked about that it could have that kind of luke Kennard hit you with 15 hit you with two the next game
1: sure yeah um i think though you hit on it of and kind of you and jj both the idea of raw stats and going back and looking at that you know mitchell's not really getting the steals or the blocks but to me when you go and look up his his primary guarded the, whoever he guards the primary, look up their shooting percentages, and then go look at his foul rate. He's able to do all of this, and he's not fouling you, folks. He's not putting guys in the line. He's not contributing to the bonus situation. Um, he's maybe fouling once a game here, and I think that deserves some sort of recognition of its own. Um, really, you want I, jump in?
0: I was just going to say the last game was just an example of that. Uh, you know, yep. he gets the assignment of Nance, and Nance does nothing. He gets one three, right? Yep. Yeah yeah it takes four shots you
1: yeah. know just yeah didn't it, even shoot yeah <laughs> um and so you know doesn't probably and even get a couple times that. you
3: seen like switched off especially late on like RJ or Caleb um and you know not only does he get his hand up when they're shooting I mean he's almost like flailing at it to just you know try to be any kind of deterrent to them making those yeah. shots
1: the final play of the game right or one of the yeah. final plays of the game he goes up gets that big man rebound over Baycott draws the foul um you know, shouts to Mark Mitchell. We ride for Mark. So, you know, we'll, we'll pump him up over here. Um, ACC player of the year. So Roach receives a single vote. Um, it, it just kind of thoughts on that shoe. I know that you put this on here. So was that surprising for you? You thought he deserved more. where do you think that he was going to land on this?
3: Well, I thought it was odd that he got, you know, well, at least one vote for uh player of the year, but didn't, you know, I don't, he didn't even make third team all ACC he got honorable mention, um, you know, Roach obviously had his where he was hurt for a couple of games, but man, he had had some big time games for us and kind of came up clutch for us a lot of times. Um, I don't know who that one was that Wiseman. I don't think it was Brendan Marks, but you know, <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll find out who it
1: was. JJ, for you kind of, we kind of went through some of the teams, went through the freshmen, went through the all defense, talked about Roach. Does any of this change if that call never gets overturned at Virginia? That call doesn't get overturned. Filipowski knocks down a free throw. Duke finishes the season as the ACC regular season champion. Does that impact any of this stuff?
2: It has to. Yeah, I I think it has to. I think because you know, and then um, I guess if that is if we're playing that game, it's not necessarily given that. Duke is going to go on and win the rest of their games like they did to close out the year. But I'm going to play that given that they do and and that they end on a seven-game streak and that they are right there at the top for an ACC regular season championship once again. And this is your best player on that team in a year in which the ACC didn't have any just over-the-top, overly dominant players. Um, You know, I know Isaiah Wong at Miami is getting a lot of love. Um, Virginia's got a couple of guys like KeA Clark who have been there absolutely forever, but uh, for someone like Filipowski to, yeah, I definitely think if if that game changes, if Duke does win that game at UVA, it's got to kind of change how you
0: view these awards. So I, I would
3: say that, you know, Flip only finished uh, four votes out of first team. So if we do win the regular season, that first team doesn't have a single Duke player on it. It would have to have a Duke player on it, would it not? You know, you got so to absolutely. You move, you move flip up to first team, all ACC um, with, you know, just a simple outcome like that. What does it do for a Shire's coach
1: of the year candidacy? Right. Yeah. He wins it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he wins it, right? He's got to win it. I would make the argument maybe he still should win it. Um, he didn't even get a
3: vote. <laughs> that's what's the crazy. thing. That's absurd to me, yeah. dude. Yeah, didn't even get a vote. Tony Bennett got two votes. Ben Swain pointed it out, got to love the Virginia media up there, man. <laughs> two, two votes, that guy. I mean, come on,
1: dude. Jeez, man. Um, yeah, and that that's what hurts the most is that we were in a position to win. And I, I definitely appreciate the whole butterfly effect, too, because I kind of get into that. If you do win that game, maybe you get complacent against Syracuse. Maybe you drop that Carolina game. You never know. Um but for john to be that close the acc to recognize it now sure maybe filipowski misses one of those i don't think he i does. don't believe that um, yeah. but maybe whatever you know but you're looking at first team or i mean you're looking at regular season champions and you're looking at maybe coach of the year that's would have been huge you know that would have been huge for john um i hate that we got the opportunity of that kind of taken from us but uh you know as it is we finished the regular season 23 and 8. Um, crept back into the AP poll. I think we're at 21st now, um, trending in that kind of top 25 in the net. Uh, JJ, compared to the summer, to where you're at now, did they meet your expectations? Is this about what you had saw? Maybe not quite the way you saw us getting there, but where does it land?
2: Yeah, I probably thought, because I'm always optimistic, that it would have been a little bit better. Uh, I don't know that we first saw the injury issues that uh, this team had to go through early in the year and, and trying to figure out exactly what their best unit together was. Uh, but given how they've played of late, uh, really impressed where this team is right now. You know, you mentioned um, here on the AP poll the last week of the season before Selection Sunday on Conference mm-hmm. Championship Week and getting back in there, I've never been, you um, anticipating that AP ballot to come out more than I was this week mm. for the simple fact of like, what else would Duke have needed to do? Cause quite frankly, going into this last week with yep. the matchup, yep. like North, like why was Duke still outside of the top 25? What in the world were you not seeing with this team? So uh, the fact that they're back in it and hopefully they can continue to make some momentum here in Greensboro this week, uh, really excites me. But if we're looking at big picture, what I was expecting going into the year, um, yeah, I didn't think there'd be as many losses. I think that this uh, Duke team would have had a little bit of a better regular season. But nonetheless, still impressed with what they had to go through and um, to go undefeated at home, I think is absolutely remarkable. There are just some of those tough road places that we hate so much uh, that that we wish we could go back and get those games back.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think if we were going to kind of summarize the season, it's definitely been a season of growth. And even in the six game winning streak, they kind of figure out the road demon, Um, you know, and we're not going and playing in you know, Rupp Arena or at Allen Fieldhouse here. But we're going up to the Carrier Dome. We're going into the Dean Dome. Um, I actually thought the crowd and environment at the Dean Dome, at least on the TV, seemed very electric, very alive the fans knew what was at stake. Um, I think they kind of expected them to just win that, right? Like our backs are against the wall. This Mm -hmm. is what we do last year. We come in, we beat Duke, we write the ship, we win a couple of games and we're, we're okay. Um, not the case, you know? And so I think it just speaks to, to what John has done. I think still, when we have our full entire, when everyone's available, I think this team has lost what one or two games, um and then i don't think we would have finished you know whatever that would have been 34 and 2 or 32 and 2 but i think you might could have thought maybe a 28 and 4 28 and 5 somewhere in that kind of like closer to that ballpark or something um but a- as it is uh let's let's kind of go around here and jj since you're the guest i'll go to you first if you had to give john a grade what we're, were yeah and we'll 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 say this is nice so we can do minuses and pluses here
2: Cool. Okay. (laughs) Season one grade for Shire. Um, I think it's so tough. No one wants to be in this position having to follow the goat, right? And Mm. and knowing the expectations that are in place. Um, I think part of my grade is also going to be uh, impacted by the fact that this man put together the number one recruiting class before ever coaching a single game in college as a head coach itself. Like, that's important to me, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna give him more favor. Um, in that regard, I would be honestly between a B and a B plus. Like I, I definitely feel like this guy um, did a fine job this season. The future is incredibly bright, bringing in that recruiting class the way he did, bringing together eleven new players on a roster the way he did, competing um, night in and night out in the ACC and kind of getting Duke basketball and Cameron Indoor Stadium basketball back to its level of excellence. I'd say a B to a B plus. What about you guys?
1: Seems fair.
3: Shu, what you got? Yeah, I think B-plus is a, is a pretty good grade for him. Um, you know, what I talked about before the season was, how's John going to do with the refs? You know, how's he going to be about getting us called, not getting us calls, but just not getting walked all over. And I felt like this year we got walked all over a pretty good bit. So in that department, um, I'm a little down. I know he, it's not for lack of trying, obviously. We've seen him, like roll said, he doesn't really believe in the yelling effect, but I think that there was got to be something done, uh, you know, after the fourth time that Flip's punched in the throat <laughs> with nothing happening, you know. Um, but to, to J.J.'s point, I mean, he put together the class uh, undefeated record at home. Um, I will ding him for – we knew that going to state was going to be hard we we called the Miami at miami game a scheduled loss um wake forest that my thing is we weren't even ready to play in those games and that's on john we got to at least be ready to play if we get sure. beat, you get beat but you we came out like dead men you know doa as soon as the ball was tipped in, in most of those games so yeah. uh for that a little ding but
1: overall b plus yeah uh, all right all the way around so far row where are you stacking
0: yeah, I'm going to give him a little bit higher grade, kind of in that same range, though. I mean, it's an A- for me, so is that really a big distinction? But um, for me, it's just I, I like the way he's kind of slow played the team, and it's kind of been refreshing to me, um, rather than find your seven guys and just stick with those guys and you know, have your one offensive and defensive plan, and then you stick to it rigidly. He's really been tinkering a lot, and I've appreciated that. And we've seen like a lot of guys get much better throughout the year. And then the other thing is just the kind of adversity he's had to deal with with like Whitehead. we all predicted him to be the leading scorer. And right now he's giving us nothing, basically. He had a nice stretch there of shooting, but kind of regressed a little bit. But yeah, just so from the developmental point of view, he's really impressed me. i've I've only I'm only dinging him from an A for a couple little things, and that's one happened kind of prior to the season. I wish he would have gone out and gotten a more impact guard than Grandison. Um, you know, Grandison's been okay, but we really could have used like an Appleby level guard to take us to the next level. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is just a little bit of over-reliance on Ryan Young early with that two big lineup. With The the two big lineup we're playing now works great, but when Lively wasn't available, we were playing Flip, Young, and Mitchell, <laughs> and that was just really congested. And so it's great that we've been able to get away from that, but there was just a little too much reliance on that early. So those would be my two criticisms.
1: Yeah, I think those are all fair. I mean, I think, you know, I I fall right around the same place that y'all do. Um, You know, I would, if we had to break, if we broke it down, we could really give like individual grades on different aspects. Because I think the development and getting guys to buy into roles, um, I'm putting that like way high. I'm putting the defensive philosophy and game plan and the way we're attacking the ball screen, those things are A+. Um, But for me, it really came down to the separator between the A and B is what kind of shoe alluded to. We kind of got blown out about four times, you know, and and blown out pretty badly, like Miami curb stomp, state curb stomp, Purdue really took it to us, you, you know, so it's like, okay, that's something that I'm not quite used to that I don't think many of us are. Now, if you're telling me state does that to us in January and that's the one time that it happens, sure, that's happened to me every year for- There's always one a season, right? Yeah, right. Like there's always that one um, for Um for it to happen multiple times, even with freshman-led teams and we've had losses, but usually not those 20 plus point losses like that, where it's just, we're not even ready to go. I mean, that, what did the state game start like? Eighteen to 18 nothing. Eighteen to zero. Yeah. So, um, you know, not all of that is on him. I get that, um, but I think B plus, B, you know, A minus, anywhere in that range um, is is certainly fair. Um,
2: the guard conversation is interesting to me, right? Because I mean, going into the year, I was right there with you guys. I thought that Derek Whitehead was going to be the top scorer on this team. If you told me going into the season that he was going to play fifteen minutes against the North Carolina Tar Heels total between the two games, I would have been confused as to what was happening. And Mm -hmm. yet that's what happened. And then Raul, back to your point, uh, looking at the portal, looking at so many new faces coming in, right? Grandison not living up to some of the shooting expectations that we thought about. Tyree Appleby would have been outstanding to get that type of level guard. But I'm trying to go back to your, like Baylor, shireman watch guys remember and, mm-hmm. and, and whether or not aj green was going to come play at duke like uh that that was kind of a wild time to go through to figure out yeah. who would that guard be and really didn't have much of an impact from that spot
3: there was a big time transfer that we were supposedly uh while i blinking blanking on his name ramsey was it a ramsey yeah uh, ramsey texas from, from yeah texas, from texas yeah. yeah so i think that whole thing that waiting on kills For so long that kind of played out that's forgot about that
2: yeah how that the
1: loyalty to trev um you know so yeah
2: but then if that doesn't play out is there a need for us to have tyrese proctor reclassify right Right. and raul to your point i absolutely kind of love that slow play approach because looking at that i think that lines up perfectly with proctor's progression throughout the season right like tyrese proctor walking around durham today is nowhere near the same level of person or player that he was when he got to the team much later than everybody else, by the way. Like, let's remind people of that. He was late for an incoming freshman getting on a college campus, and he was one of the guys we were talking about earlier waving to the Dean Dome crowd as he was exiting there. Like, that guy is awesome to watch play night in, night out. So if that meant striking out on a couple of transfers to get Tyrese Proctor, I guess I'm talking myself into I'm okay with this
1: yeah especially if you know I think there is a little bit of optimism that maybe we get sophomore Tyrese Proctor and if that's the case then (laughs) it's completely worth it right it's completely worth it I can see Um, how
2: excited Raul is about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we big, big Proctor stands um big fan and his development has just been tremendous you know especially on the defensive side of the ball we've talked about that a lot but uh doesn't get enough credit on that side
3: I mean, you think he's still going to have to work on some strength, some quickness, explosiveness. You know, there's there things that he can improve when a balance scoring
1: and, and distributing and creation yes. and getting others involved and staying aggressive. I mean, you know, he could, I think if he comes back, um, and this is getting a little bit ahead of myself, though, I think he's in a position to be one of the absolute best guards in the country you know um so hopefully i think
0: uh, that shot's gonna fall more regularly me too if he comes it's back it's been trending it, it's i don't know, I don't know sure. if
3: we've looked at it in the last
0: He's up to
1: 30% from three, which you still say is like, oh, that's not great. This dude was was at at like 11% (laughs) at one point. He was literally at 11% (laughs) at one point. Like that's, you know, not not a great start for him um, shooting the ball. So, uh, you know, hopefully that continues to trend. We could have punted
3: a few into the.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, JJ, last question for you here. Um, This is a shoe surprise hypothetical. Does this season unfold any differently if K's at the
2: helm? Yeah, I was just thinking about our hypotheticals going into next year, and I was sitting there like, wait a minute, guys, we still got some things to play for (laughs) here on this current team. Uh, But this is an awesome hypothetical. Is this season any different if Mike Krzyzewski is still on the sidelines? Uh, You know, I would like to think it's got to be, right? I mean, to to see how in the beginning portion of this year – If injuries stay the same, obviously that's what I'll kind of factor in, that they were the same, Um, uh, the bench would be much shorter, right? Like that's just the one thing that everybody points to is how many total guys – are playing for Duke basketball, and I would be a little worried if that were the case because I do think you needed to have more faith in Tyrese Proctor to um, improve from that 11% three-point shooter to where he was at at the end of the year, and I don't know that you necessarily would have seen things like that. Um, It's the GOAT, though, at the end of the day, right? Like That's what makes this so difficult. I can't decide on an answer here. What do you guys think?
3: i think the kansas game's at least different you
1: know okay yeah yeah yep. we're not getting seven charges in the first half yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's
3: not happening i mean what what were we up we were up like five we were up five three,
1: five yep. with you know a
3: couple minutes left and we yep. just kind of completely we the trend we've seen go forward the scoring yep. droughts right you know yep. um not so i don't know if those would have reared their head as much those scoring droughts with you know coach k was you know for whatever he was with his defense the last 10 years it was an offensive wizard no matter who we had on the team uh you know we always had a top 10 offense so I, I feel like those things wouldn't have happened as often
1: yeah um i think it would have been really it's really kind of funny to think about so this team now is obviously predicated on his defense uh top 10 defense in the month of february offense has just kind of been working around 60 to 65th uh so it's just really funny when I think about like, okay, what would this team look like with the number three offense, but the number 82nd defense, <laughs> like, how would that look? You know, like, what would we be doing? Oh, and I can't really picture it. I don't know. Ro, I, don't do think, you...
0: I don't think we sweep Carolina if that's the case, because yeah. I think it was our defense that allowed us to win. Um, you know, we struggled last year and last year's team was much better. And we struggled to defend that ball screen with uh, Davis and Love. So I don't think we sweep them. I think we probably have a better record overall. And like Shu, I think we don't lose that Kansas game because those were just the kind of games, those early season games that Kay always won. We saw it the year before against Gonzaga. So I think overall we have a few fewer losses, but I actually like where we are now. And I don't know that I would trade it because it's been so fun seeing the progression of the team. And I think that was a little bit of a flaw with some of Coach K's teams where they could just stagnate a little bit. Now, I'm not saying his team's never developed 2015, even 2018 when we switched to the zone. Yep. Um, but then there was others like 2019, where we come out of the gates blazing, and there's no progression throughout the year.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it's trying to compare K and John, it's kind of just more of like a the personality of the team and how different that would look um there's no way we we're losing that virginia game though like that call yeah. there's no way yeah, those it's, refs it's, are <laughs> going over to mike Waszeski and making that call right like right. they might just bring us the national championship <laughs> The you might just like hey guys mike you're six you They're know just like running out of the stadium <laughs> <a few. laughs> yeah there's uh, no way
3: that goes down can i give you one more surprise hypothetical i just thought of shoot you can bring one of these guys back for this year's team from last year, do you bring Trevor Kills? You bring Wendell Moore Jr. back.
2: Ooh. I was just thinking about Wendell Moore Jr. I don't know this whole conversation. Looking back to last year, like he was the one guy that I was thinking about. Shoe. So I'm glad you brought his name up. Um, I, Wendell got better each and every year, man. Like I love that dude. And thinking about like that type of senior leader on yep. this year's team, I think I have to take one Delmore Jr. Have mm-hmm. to. Especially on the wing, like we were talking about the guards earlier. Because yeah, he know? can play two or the three it, or the exactly. one.
1: You know, he can play one through three. Yeah.
3: Yeah, That uh, that's what I thought. Just as, you know, leadership, being a senior, you know, uh, no disrespect to Trevor Kills. As a sophomore, you would hope he would shore up some of that efficiency, but he wasn't, you know, an efficient shooter as a freshman. Um, I know that J.J. and I talked about the Mark Mitchell stab, you know, if he gets double figures, um, we we typically win, you know, and that was the same way for Trevor Kills. But as I pointed out to J.J., Trevor was shooting, you know, three of 15 to get his points up, you know, or whatever <laughs> it was. So um, I, I would go with Wendell, I mean, just a glue guy to just mm. do a little bit of everything, kind of like Mark Mitchell, but a senior Mark Mitchell.
0: Yeah, well, that's what's interesting, because Mitchell probably doesn't have nearly as big a role if Moore returns, because he'd be playing that three position.
2: Very fair. Very yeah. fair. Yeah. You no,
0: know, I think Moore probably would have been better overall. So I think you take Moore in that situation. And, and maybe it just deepens our bench because Mitchell's coming off the bench instead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah i guess i would agree um i think the answer to my question would be aj griffin is who i would take <laughs> well we know? knew that you can't, you can't get
3: paulo and you can't get AJ.
1: <laughs> yeah um
3: although I aj i mean there i guess there
1: was always a, I i don't know i don't with, think i just because i would be a little so. curious about how like a roach proctor more like you know none of those guys are like supernatural off ball you know roach and proctor have really kind of had to develop that this year Um, Mitchell seems to operate just really comfortably off ball, doesn't really demand a whole lot of on ball stuff. So if we're getting into kind of chemistry type stuff,
0: just take uh, Mark Williams back play lively and Mark Williams. Yeah. And flip yeah. At the 30. Hold teams to 30 points. That's a whole different i also score for all that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll basically be their window Magic. You know, we'll have Power like, Point with Bobo and Wendell Carter out there. Um, <laughs> but uh well, JJ, we appreciate you coming on, man, and joining us. Um I know you're getting ready for the ACC tournament, NCAA tournament. So lots of great content, lots of great coverage. Um, plug the pod one more time. Make sure people know where to find you, where they can subscribe and listen.
2: Yeah, appreciate the invite for coming on here, guys. Locked Blue Devils is a podcast five days a week this time of year when we go into off-season mode, putting it out three times a week. But uh, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Also on YouTube, would love for you to subscribe and watch the show daily. Uh, and again, I can't thank you guys enough for all the time that you've uh, spent on the show and I know many more invites are coming both ways. So really looking forward to that. It's, it's tournament week fellas and then selection Sunday is ahead of us. So super, super fired up to see what's going to happen this week.
1: All right. we want to thank JJ again for, for joining us. Um, obviously check him out on the walk On over there. Great content. I don't see how he does that three, four or five times a week. Um, but you know, constantly bringing us stuff always has great guests. But let's pivot. Let's talk about the ACC tournament. So Duke kicks off um, Thursday at 2.30 after the Carolina game. That moved us up to the four seed. Uh, so we get the winner of well, Florida State-Georgia Tech play, and the winner of that game will play Pittsburgh. winner of that game will play Duke. Uh, I think it's, for our purposes, it's kind of maybe safe to assume that Pitt's going to win. I guess I'll start there before I start talking. shoe Raul, anybody got any non-Pitt answers coming through there? hard to see you know yeah I mean I don't Georgia, Tech or
0: Georgia Florida Tech. Tech.
1: maybe Florida State
3: maybe Florida ah. State but uh, I'm gonna go with yeah I'm gonna go with Pitt
0: yeah it's hard to pick anybody but Pitt there um I don't remember how Florida State's defense has been this year but I wonder if they can kind of like hang with their guards a little bit for some reason I remember their defense being a lot weaker this year than usual it is. But, okay so there you go yeah uh, and that's usually I mean, Carolina what had Hamilton what,
3: 15 threes on them
0: right 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 and Tallahassee yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they don't guard the three well. That's a problem against Pitt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't see any reason to pick an upset there. It would be nice if it happened. I mean, it would suck for Capel, but uh, it would be nice for us. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and assuming you know, so if Duke was to win that game on Thursday, they go on Friday to play. I guess we we're going to assume Miami. Cuse or Wake could be the other two. So Yeah, and that's interesting but but see, Cuse has just been dreadful defensively. So I don't I mean, even know if that doing Greensboro. anything. Yeah. And just you know we know that Bear
3: used Greensboro. And Greensboro. Yeah, so yeah. What is he has won? He, one game there? I don't know I if think he's, he's won, won single, one. one game. I think he's won okay.
0: one. Okay. Right, guess which okay. one it was? Uh, 20, 20, yeah, the one that eliminated oh, Carolina from the tournament, even though yes. the tournament never happened.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. That was like okay. a 30 point. You yeah, oh, it blew him yeah. out. It, it that was yeah. the
3: 2020. Yeah. It was
1: disgusting. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Wake's kind of falling off too, you know. um Was Baycott on that team? Was he on the 2020 Cole Anthony team? Yeah, right. Because he's, yeah, I guess he yeah, was yeah, a freshman right? Yeah. 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 Um, been around a while so you know obviously if moving on to friday more than likely draw in miami there uh when that one would go to the the title game so we got to win three um let's kind of talk globally because it's hard to really get into it without knowing some of the preliminary games just looking at this though that top half of the bracket just seems brutal to me compared to the bottom i mean you got Pit you got duke you got miami three of the best teams in our league on the bottom half you just got what uva and clemson um state carolina i mean it, it just it Virginia seems Tech, like we kind of got course. a tough yeah even boston college can be feisty a little bit so seems to be kind of a tough draw at the top um did y'all see it the same way or maybe i'm just a little well, kind of duke kind biased of- here
3: Kind of odd. I think I shared with Raul on Twitter because Josh, you're not cool enough for Twitter yet. Mm. But um, Ken Palm had us with the best odds to win the ACC tournament. They had Miami with the second best. So, you know, it's kind of weird to me. Both of those teams were, would have to play each other, you know, semifinal Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a tough draw. You know, like you said, Pitt, Pitt was where they, they lose their final two games and they went from first to fifth essentially. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, they were the best um, team in the league for most of the year. Yeah. yeah,
3: so, you know, Clemson was obviously hot hot start, 10-0, and 0, um, kind of faltered down the stretch. Carolina Sheldon um, in the Dean Smith Center, but, you know, they won. I think they won their last two games um, pretty convincingly. So, you know, of course, they're on the bottom half, but this is going to be kind of like March, March Madness is going to be. It might just be chaotic in the ACC yeah. tournament as well. Yeah, yeah um.
1: Not super thrilled about Carolina's draw, you know, of just wanting them to be done. And it's like, you know, it's not as impossible as you might, would want it to be. Um, they got a pretty favorable draw. They just beat UVA. I'll never trust NC state to beat them. Um, so, you know, Clemson on that three line seems really weak to me. I know that's kind of a dig at Clemson there, but they're the three seed and like might not make the tournament, which is kind of weird. Um. But give me your global takes here. So where do you how far you see Duke going? Who do you see winning this thing? Um, Raul, I'll go to you first. You like Duke coming out with the Ken Pong predictions, or are you taking somebody else here without really knowing matchup? So
0: I just think that passed really hard. I do think we win the first game against Pitt. I'm just not sure about that second one. I feel like Miami's just a really tough matchup for us. You know, you saw they destroyed us on the road and then we Mm. barely beat them at home so on a neutral i i kind of tend to think they might get us i also just i can't really see us closing the season on like a nine game win streak entering the um ncaa tournament
3: yes it'd be 15 if we tried to win the title right right right. so the question do you want to do that or do you you know um it's a double like to me I, I want to put a banner up so I do want to, That's true. I do want to win I do want to win the ACC tournament because we're not you know let's be honest there's we' don't have a great shot No, we do have no. yeah there's some odds that we can you know win six in a row but it's probably not as likely as our chance to win the ACC title which has kind of been the Duke Invitational over the last 23
1: years. Yeah, I think that's an interesting if you're one, if you're into that kind of like, you know, how many wins can we get in a row? I do kind of lean to nothing's a given in the big tournament. So if you got a chance to win it, like certainly if we go to Saturday, I want to win oh, yeah. once we get there. You know, now if we lose to Miami, then I'm okay with that as just being kind of like, okay, that's a hard reset. Let's refocus. Um, to me, though, I'm kind of in this like all or nothing space to where I feel like we lose to Pitt or we win the whole thing. And that's just kind of where I'm at with it, you know. Just because I think Pitt's going to be hungry, I think they got the revenge factor, and also I'm just I think Pitt's really good um, in terms of what they do, like on the wing and on the guard position. Um, I think that's going to be a tough matchup, really tough matchup. And I think if we can get past that, uh, you know, Miami's not a great matchup, but since they slapped us so hard, maybe we are able to kind of just summon a little bit extra for Greensboro. Um, it's in greensboro the other
3: good news is carolina's on the bottom half of the bracket so their session would be separate from ours yeah. so keep all the carolina fans out of that it. Would and state be... and
0: state fans too so yeah. yeah
1: and yep yeah that would be wild though the thought of meeting carolina again mm-hmm. And the ACC turned with the, with a lot on the line at that would be point. the title, um, yeah. Maybe well, you'd have to win then, because. And, and that's their turn to take it in. You know, so that would really suck to think that we just put them in the NIT, and then a week later they just beat us to to go to the dance. Um,
0: I'm going to go on record and say that UVA gets them.
1: Yeah, I think UVA is going to going to get there. I too. actually think and, they're going to beat UVA. Do you? So you you got Clemson or State, you got them going I to the mean, title game then. I mean, I
0: kind
3: of think they're going to make it to Saturday for some reason. But mm. as I alluded to on our podcast, I mean, you know, those games back to back to back with five players playing 38, 39 minutes, at some point that's going to that's gonna have to affect them.
0: Mm. I mean, I'm just going by the fact that UVA has clearly been the better team all year, that they did beat them at home, uh, you know, and of course – by UVA standards, they got blown out at Carolina. But again, that was at Carolina. This is going to be on a neutral. Now, granted, yeah, Carolina going to be a lot was of Carolina beating fans. them at
3: Virginia too, though. I mean, they were actually beating Virginia in right JPJ. So, but Virginia ended up winning by like six or something. I think. Yeah, this yeah. one's in Greensboro. I, I don't know. I just I have that sneaky feeling that they're going to they're
1: going to at least get to to Friday.
3: I That'd just think Virginia is going to out
1: execute them. I just don't trust this Carolina team, man. I'm not scared of. And if they do get to Saturday, I hope we're there. Yeah, I hope we're there. Um, That'd be hilarious. That's. i <laughs> We I, just I like win sixty two fifty seven again, sixty one fifty six or something. We keep, keep kind of. <laughs> um Yeah. So, all right. Well, and you know, we'll we'll probably jump back in. I'm sure and do a few reactions here. with these just coming back to back to back i don't think we're probably going to do a reaction on until duke wins saturday or loses um and so that's probably kind of where we're going to be at you know it's just watch all the games play out in real time and then we'll come back and do an ncaa tournament but before we do that let's jump in right quickly to our kind of preseason predictions and then where things stacked shoe i think you got that pulled up um how terrible did we do yeah so um I'll start with with John. John had
3: a twenty four and seven, but he did, you know, classic lawyer speak, plus or minus a game, mm. uh, you know. So did want to wiggle in a little bit on that. But he said, you know, he thought that we would uh we'd be somewhere in the three and four seed range. Um, Raoul didn't give me a definitive answer on how many wins, but he did predict eight losses as a three seed. Uh, Raoul went with a thirteen and seven ACC record and an eleven and one non conference uh, record. So, Raul, I think, you know, basically hit the nail on the head. We have, what are we, 23 and 8, right? Yeah,
0: right. Um, I just had one fewer non-conference
3: yeah. loss than we should have had. So had the Purdue to win buy- or something in the other yeah. loss, yeah. Uh, Josh, you did some kind of lawyer speak as well. Um, I don't think you actually gave us a number either. Oh, nice. Um, so, hmm. I went with 25 and 7. I had a 15 and 5 ACC record, 10 and 2 non-conference uh, would like to point out that we should have had a 15 and five ACC record, but you know, mm, yeah, it is what it is. Um, the The individuals, let's talk at individuals leading scores. Uh, Josh, you went with Jeremy Roach, not a bad pick. He did finish finish second, right? Yep. Uh, Roll went with Mark Mitchell. Went with a surprise, Mark Mitchell. Um, mm. <laughs> I uh, I crashed and burned with Dariq. Um, really, yeah. Really thought that was going to be something. Uh, Flip obviously ended up leading us in points, uh, scored 465 points this season, regular season. Uh, Roach, uh, second, with 354. And then um, going over to the rebounds, Josh, you had Lively, Raul, and myself took Flip. And so we won. Flip uh, had 284 rebounds leading the team. Uh, Mr. Ryan Young had 191 to finish second.
0: Oh, Wow, yeah, yeah I didn't see John, that happening.
3: Yeah. John and, and I've poked at John before said, Lively, you know, in a runaway, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. not even, even close, not even <laughs> close words.
3: <laughs> but I think he expected Lively to play all season, too, certainly. Yeah, yeah, not being foul trouble for 90% of it, but um, the assist we kind of got a little uh, a little in the air. Uh, I don't think Josh actually gave me any body role, went with Proctor. Uh, I went with Roach and it ended up being Proctor, but a slim margin. Uh, Proctor had 92 assists on the season. The Roach is 86. And Roach um,
1: missed a few games
3: too. So, Yep. Uh, and then obviously we all picked Lively for the leading shot blocker. I think that was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, he had 67 block shots on the season. Flipped in a close second with 26. Oh,
1: no, no. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we and played way bad. more games too. Um, yeah. 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 That's not that bad, actually. I thought we were kind of way further off than that. Um so not too bad. Not too not bad. Not terrible. Not not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I am mean, in terms of just like how we thought the team was gonna kind of be, um, where we were at loss wise, conference wise, I mean, we're pretty much kind of right there. Um the only kind of caveat is like you said, is we really should have been the A C C regular season champs, you know, and it's weird to kind of say that, but um, it would feel much different, I feel like. And I think it would reflect into the the NCAA tournament seeding, which is what really kind of aggravates me of even after we won, they're still trying to put us on this kind of like six seed fringe five seed. If we're 15 and five, get that win at Virginia and we're ACC regular season champs, I think we could lose Thursday and be a four seed. <laughs> right. You know, how are you going to leave the the conference all, you know, so... Well, it sucks for sucks. whoever
3: we're playing because I think we're going to be a better team than whatever seed we get, right? I oh, think for we're sure, just gonna, sure. You know, so if we're a six seed, are we really a six seed or we're playing like a four no. or
1: five seed? Right. Um, So if we won that first game and we get to the second round and you're the three seed and you're like, damn, I got to play Duke, you know? Like, and what yeah, if I it's think Greensboro. <laughs> had Tennessee, us playing Tennessee and Greensboro. In Greensboro. That would oh, be. Dude, they just lost their point guard. I'll, uh, first off, I don't even think we would play Tennessee if that was the, the thing, but we'd get a 14 seed or whatever in Greensboro and I'd take that. Yeah, sign me up.
0: Yeah, nah. could uh, play out like the 2016 team where we weren't that yep. good, but we just got that kind of a little bit of a lucky draw with getting to play, what, a 14 in the second round? Maybe a 13? I can't remember. We got to play Yale. That's all I remember.
1: Yeah, we played oh, 13 because yeah, yeah. we were the five. Right. We played a 12 yeah. and then we were the four and played the 13, so yeah. I mean, then we were, yeah, then we, right. before, yeah, I know but, what you we, meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't change the seeds between rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got the kin Palm bump there, the seed one bump. So you're up to, up to four. Yeah. That was the year that old, uh, Oregon Dylan Brooks and yeah. Oregon um, kind of gave us the business. Still don't like old, old Brooksy, but. Uh, we were in was, that game for a little while and then it just got away. It got us. away from us quick. Yeah. Um, we actually had a chance there for a little bit to kind of make a push and just couldn't, couldn't make could a stop and make a bucket, but um all right well i don't think we want to do y'all want to do any kind of ncaa stuff i'd kind of personally would rather just probably wait until after the acc tournament let's see the selection let's see the brackets coming out um and then i love doing it then and just really kind of jumping in but i I find bracketology stuff entertaining but it's it just changes and there's like half the time none of that stuff is really like you can't predict the region or this so it's i don't know um but people get a kick out of it for whatever reason but uh Anything else you want to talk about? I know, Ro, we didn't really get too much into the Carolina game for you. Anything just kind of final, just kind of thoughts regarding just that sweep or just what it meant? Um, I know you were kind of a little on the thinking Carolina might run away with that one, so just right quick, what's your takeaway on that game?
0: Yeah, I mean, just really impressed. I mean, what? there's not much to say that you guys didn't already cover. Um, You know, I could talk about individual players and different great plays, but just man the defensive schemes just brilliant honestly like and we didn't play we didn't play exactly the same way as the first game Mm-mm. that was something nice like uh you know Mitchell in the first game is on Leaky Black flip gets the assignment this game you know and Mitchell switches to Nance which i thought was great because i was really worried about Nance having a big game with the way he'd been playing lately and in the first game we were just ignoring him and then so we uh put flip on black and that allowed him to kind of sag off of him and double Baycott which I thought had a huge effect on the outcome yeah yep. so just the, the kind of innovation there to, to not be complacent and just roll out the same game plan you know because you yep. won the first time that'd be easy to do yeah
1: which is funny because it, it ends up playing out almost the exactly like yeah. it, but it's kind of like completely different a little bit not completely but different I mean, they shot a so, lot of free throws this time um uh, they lived at the free throw line really yeah. That was the only way they were able to get points efficiently. um But yeah. same thing, four minute, you know, four minute drought for them
0: down mm-hmm.
3: the stretch of both games. Likely making big, a
0: huge impact. Jeremy yeah, hit a big
3: shot. Yep. Yeah. Getting you in know, the, the land, first game, just, Jeremy, you know, had basically said like they haven't been talking all night, so I know that they're gonna miscommunicate on this because that yeah. was the the flip looked like he was coming to set a screen, but really just kind of bumps the guy and takes off. And and Nance is called a no man's land, and that allows uh, yeah. Roach to get all the way to the basket. And you know, yeah. this time it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Oh, I was
0: just, just going to say one thing. I was going to add is just really entertaining game. You wouldn't know it if you just looked at the score, but I didn't really feel like it was a sixty-two to fifty-seven game. Maybe it was just all the lead changes and the intensity. I thought both teams played great defense. I thought the game was actually well officiated too. Um, you know, and yes, there were a lot of missed shots, but It's a game I'll be going back and watching. I think I might watch the second game more than the first one on a replay.
1: Yeah. I liked both of them for that same reason. You know, like that first game, just really watching how just big time lively is just stuffing all of those shots. Um, and then just to get it on the road is always nice to see the faces. You saw Tyler Hansbro and, um, Vince and Roy and all those guys, just, they had to get a little taste of what we got, you know, a little taste of just, you let the whole team down. Um, so, you know, that was always enjoyable, but I will say before we just get out of here, since this is kind of our recap, um, I've just really enjoyed this team and this season. Um, We, I think just the diversity in scoring, the not really having a true alpha, um, it just seems a little different for an eight loss team. You know, like 2018, very similar record, but felt just kind of like colossal, just like not colossal, but just felt disappointing a little bit. Um, Whereas this just feels different. And maybe it's just because my expectations or my leash for John are just nowhere near the same, which... You know, I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but they probably should be a little bit, you know, smaller. So, you know, just shout outs to them. Sometimes we've gotten spoiled. Uh, so you look at a, you know, basically unranked Duke team for most of the season, um, finishing fourth in conference Is You can kind of just shake your head at it. But um, it's been an enjoyable experience for me. So just kind of final thoughts for you guys. Similar yeah, I mean, takeaways. That's, that's what
3: we predicted, right? We said we'd like a top four finish in the league. Um we t- would take a split with Carolina. obviously they were preseason number one um and then hopefully you know going forward make that uh that second weekend in the dance. So um you know we, we snuck into the top four like we've said we could have been as high as one um swept Carolina that was that was nice to do. Um, so yeah, everything's looking up and up.
0: I mean, I think for me I've been saying this all season but I'm just more focused on the process now rather than the results. Whereas with Kay, it was just all results driven because we already knew yeah. what the process was going to be. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to happen at a high level and we knew certain things were or weren't going to happen. Like we weren't going to play the bench, et cetera, right? But under Shire, it's just there's a lot more to uh, kind of observe in terms of his trajectory, the team's trajectory, all that. Um, And just kind of focusing on that evolution has been really interesting to me, even when we've been uh, losing and it's maybe been painful or upsetting. Mm -hmm. It's just if you look at it in a kind of longer scope, uh, it becomes enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Cause we get to see his evolution, like you mentioned. Yeah. And I think that's we got another I think we've said it or someone said it that was on. Um, you know, these first three or four years are the biggest kind of impact and it's gonna shape who he's gonna be as a head coach. And so it's really kind of cool to be able to see that. I wasn't um around in nineteen eighty when Kay was, was coming through doing that. And so, um, you know, it's cool to see it in this time, especially with it being John being one of us. So uh you know hopefully uh we got a little more left in us and can make a little more noise and um it's the best time of the year so gear up you know buckle up and uh keep those faces strong in the verha go do